Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. You know all that stuff. We have so much to talk about. Enough of the formalities. Dude, this is what we're doing today. I'm going to buzz through every pick in round one. Um, I probably, I assuredly will not spend as much time as you would like if you're a Giants fan or a Denver fan or whoever about your pick. It's going to be quick. We're going to buzz through 32 of them. Then we're going to talk on Monday and probably the next two or three weeks really analyzing the draft and what happened. You know, maybe I'm going to do in-depth draft recaps of every team, maybe one or two a day or a division a day. I'm not sure yet, depending how long those go. But without any further ado, I mean, this was a, a really high-paced, fun first round. A lot of things we didn't see coming. A lot of things that reveal a lot about their respective teams, as we always say. I mean, no team lies during the draft. There's much, much to learn. And we also need to realize, too, by your, when you're listening to this, these teams have a lot more picks yet. You know, There's still a lot of really good players that are without homes. And just because somebody didn't go the direction you wanted in round one doesn't mean that they're going to totally ignore that position. So, first overall, the Browns didn't screw it up. They took Miles Garrett. Good work. Way to way to go. Huge addition. There you have it. And then the weirdest thing in the world happens was the Niners move from two to three and pick up a wealth of second, third round type picks. And still get their guy that they would have taken a two in Solomon Thomas, who you and I talked about would have been my pick as well. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. It works out great for them. Maybe they would have even liked to trade down further. I mean, in a way, they're going to take this Browns way of team building and give me every pick I possibly can because we need everything. But here's where the, the problem lies. And first off, I have to tell you, I mean, I don't like Mitchell Trubisky. I'm sure he's a fine fellow, but I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I will give the Bears the benefit of the doubt that they obviously know this a bazillion times better than me, that they obviously feared a great deal that somebody was going to get to two and take them. And the Browns, of course, would be the team you think of most, but maybe the Jets, maybe the Bills, maybe the Jags, you know, who knows? But you got to think the Niners have been on the phones like crazy because, like I said, I think they've been wanting to get out of two forever. So the Niners get exactly what they want. And if Trubisky hits, nobody's going to care that, boy, you're missing that third-round pick. you know. And But, boy, this sets the, the Bears back. You know, that I assume they look at it this way. I absolutely adore Trubisky. I think he's going to be a stud. Glennon will start this year. Hopefully he plays pretty well and we trade him for a second round pick at a reasonable contract. Some team's going to want him. Maybe the Browns. Who knows? Me And then Mitch takes over. Great. But in the meantime, there's all these things you can't address because of it. 
And really, the the what it comes down to to me is I just don't think Trubisky's a very good prospect. So I, I can't give them good grades for that. The Jags at four then took Fournette, which was kind of a chalk pick. We all kind of saw this coming. Makes a ton of sense. I think he's a total stud. Makes Bortles' life easier. He becomes the foundation of the offense. You, you, you win low-scoring games with a great D and a power running game. Play action shots to Allen Robinson. Take stress off Bortles. That all adds up very, very well. Good work. You know, obviously a heavy Tom Coughlin feel. The Titans are taking some heat for reaching on Corey Davis at five. I think Davis was clearly the best receiver in this draft, and he's the only one, like I told you, that I profiled as a number one at the next level, a term I don't throw around loosely. I don't think he was the fifth best prospect in this draft, but I also can't condemn a team for giving a young franchise quarterback a weapon to grow with and to make that guy's life a lot easier. So I'm really cool with this pick. I like the player a lot. Very clean, can attack you in a lot of ways, really doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. And absolute need position. They have a bunch of twos and three type receivers. Um, They weren't going to get a receiver with their second pick in the first round. There's tons of corners to get those guys later. So get the guy you needed to have at five, even if it's early. I'm cool with it. I, I think it's a very good pick, to be very honest. The Jets are the team that needs everything. Adams, like we talked about, is a double off the wall, maybe could turn into a home run, certainly is a need position, uh, quality guy, come in and change the culture there as well. So good, you know, I mean, you get a, one of the best players in the draft at six. The Mike Williams to San Diego one is perplexing in some ways. We all thought, myself included, that if Hooker was there at seven, you run it up there, he's your old Thomas. I wonder if medicals on Hooker were a little more concerning than some of us might have realized. You know, for him to fall to 15 is a bit of a red flag, and a medical would be the only thing to really, you know, justify that. So, you know, Keenan Allen's been hurt. Phillip Rivers has been throwing too many interceptions. Been a lot of revolving door at wide receiver. You guys know I'm not the biggest Mike Williams fan. But he's big and physical, and you know the window for Rivers is closing. Allen, I think, can be a quality slot guy. And you mix in Hunter Henry, Henry, and you know they have a big group of pass catchers now. I get it. You know, I, I didn't see a fit here that was wonderful outside of Hooker. But if Hooker's medicals give you pause, Williams makes sense. Should be an instant contributor. Um, unlike the situation with Davis. He's not thrust in to be the man right off the bat. So, okay. Um, Many have talked about McCaffrey going to Carolina. And in many ways, I kind of thought, give me Fournette or don't worry. But now I've also given it more thought. And I think by making this pick, they tell us, hey, Stewart's not done yet. This is still a good football player. He's going to be our lead back. This is an offense that's slow. I mean, that's lacking quickness and speed. I think McCaffrey will be your change of pace back, get 10 to 12 type of carries, but he also might be your starting slot receiver. You know, like, don't be surprised when you see 
Funches, Benjamin, Olsen, Stewart, and McCaffrey all on the field together with McCaffrey moving all over the formation. So, in that regard, it's good stuff, you know. And plus, he's going to, Newton can dump it off to McCaffrey and, you know, maybe save him a little bit more from all the downfield throws and take some less hits. That's obviously has to be a priority for them. So, this adds up, and it doesn't mean that they've, have found Stewart's successor, though, so to speak. I think it's more of a compliment type of guy. Again, we're going over these quick. Nine, the Bengals take John Ross. Surprising. I mean, maybe Reddick should have been the pick. Offensive line, you could see why they didn't. The, the lineman dropped, you know, in hindsight. Pass rusher certainly could have been addressed. But the Bengals know what Andy Dalton is. He's a trailer. That they have to surround him with big-time weapons. Ross certainly fits that. Um, Them taking him at nine indicates to me that his medical probably wasn't as bad as we thought. So that's good. Um, and, And I think when you analyze this pick, you have to go back to, what, exactly a year ago when... Coleman, Treadwell, Fuller all fell right off the board right before the Bengals were picking in round one. I absolutely think they would have taken Coleman or Fuller. Um, so the deep field stretching type. Now they finally get him. They realized, like all of us, that Boyd is really a three or a four. He's not a, a starting top two type receiver. So I understand it. I understand it. As you can imagine, I love the Chiefs going up to 10 to get my guy, Mahomes. I think Mahomes has by far the the highest upside. Enough of the Alex Smith situation, but Smith will be the guy this year. Mahomes can sit and learn from an intelligent dude. Andy Reid has to be salivating to get his hands on Mahomes, who's even more talented than McNabb. Um, It'll change how they play offense in Kansas City. Could change the balance of power in AFC for the next 10 years, to be very honest. I I think he's that good. And I think he goes to the right coach in the right situation in a big way. I mean, so whatever the cost was to go up there, and I know it was steep, and next next year's first. And Buffalo needs all those picks, so good move going back. Um, Especially, you know, the other thing I have to note here with the Bills is I bet the Bills at 10 didn't expect three receivers to be off the board. I mean, I bet that caught them off guard. So let's not reach. Let's get out of here. Pick up a future first. I think that's a win-win. Lattimore goes 11 to the Saints. Fell a little more than we thought. Absolutely fits a need. I don't. We're not going to spend a lot of time on that. I mean, that, that's an easy one. I think, I'm sure that it didn't take them a whole lot of time to get that that card to the podium. So then Houston, with Mahomes falling off the board and Trubisky already gone, moves up to 12 where the Browns were picking, and I'm sure a lot of people thought the Browns would just take Watson. But like me, the Browns didn't like Watson all that much, obviously. And Houston did, and Houston's desperate. Uh, That's not not bashing Watson, but I think Houston's desperate that they can't go into the season with just Tom Savage. They couldn't leave this draft without a, a quality, a quarterback to build around for the future. Goes to a good situation. I would think he starts pretty soon. Um... We'll see how it works out. I, I, st- I still am not the biggest Watson believer. Take him at 12 is a little early for me, but you can obviously see what they were thinking. And meanwhile, the Browns pick up yet more picks, as and they basically own the Texans draft in 2018. 
what the Browns have in draft capital in 2018 is bonkers. And, oh, by the way, they have three first-round picks in this draft. Another easy one, the Cardinals take Reddick. I think I took him there for, if I was GM, they could have went other directions, but they weren't going to take a receiver. A little early for O-line, as we've learned. Um, They're going to blitz him like crazy, sometimes off the edge, usually through A and B gaps, second-level guy, another movable chess piece like a Matthew or a Buchanan. Uh, Really, really nice fit here. So, then at 14, we have Tennessee, who takes... Or no, I'm sorry. We have the Eagles who take Barnett from Tennessee. And they weren't going to take a receiver. The three are gone. Corner, I thought, is absolutely their biggest need. But it's a heavy zone scheme. And they don't demand a lot from the corner position. I still think that their second and third round pick might be corner. So they get a pass rusher. I mean, Pat, they, they stress pass rushers more than they stress corners. Clearly. That front might be a really good pass rushing group. Another pretty safe pick in Barnett. Um, The Colts had to be thrilled to get Hooker. I mean, even if there's a little bit of durability or injury concerns, the upside is immense. Um, They need starting and star defensive players in a huge way. Uh, Great. You know, unless there's something here I'm missing, great. Humphrey to the Ravens. Ozzy's alma mater, the most physical corner in the draft, really completes their secondary. The run defense and defense overall should be really, really good for Baltimore. They still need a pass rusher to complete that defense. But the rest of the group, to me, looks really, really solid. A typical Raven, a typical Ravens pick. Makes a ton of sense. Jonathan Allen, I think it was medicals that dropped him to 17. But he's absolutely what the Redskins need on throwing downs as an interior pass rusher uh, to help their interior run defense. A whale of a football player at 17. I'm sure that was an easy pick. um, But I would think that there are some long-term medical concerns. Adoree Jackson is the second of the Titans' first-round picks. They address their two biggest needs. They go get their number one receiver. They get a high upside corner who wouldn't shock me at all if he runs a few go routes, you know, as a wide out, certainly as a return man, sort of slender, you know, and maybe they need another corner with size, but the talent is undeniable. Um, The talent is undeniable at 19 too with OJ Howard. Tight ends dropped a little in this draft. And I think the reason is because it's such a deep draft um, for that position And, and tight ends generally historically, Struggle to acclimate to the NFL right away. Um, okay, you know, so meanwhile, the, that fall is the Bucks gain. Um, really, really good fit. And you're hearing good things about Doug Martin. So I'm wondering, I hope, I'm rooting for the guy. I, I hope that uh, they still see him as a feature back. But uh, Howard versus Cook here was an easy choice. I mean, you, again, you run to the podium on Howard. The... Broncos took Garrett Bowles from Utah, had their choice of any any offensive lineman. They obviously took their favorite. Um, I think he's a tough-ass dude, fits what they want to do, moves well, has a crazy story, but has matured a great deal. Um, and then I have to tell you the funniest tweet I've maybe ever read was, remember, O.J. Howard went 19, Garrett Bowles is a Caucasian fella, 
He went 20. And I forget who tweeted it, but I retweeted it and said, so now OJ is followed by a white Bronco. Now that's good stuff. I mean, whoever thought of that was absolute genius. And I cracked up for quite some time. All right, I have reviewed the top 20 quickly. And again, we're going to dig into these much heavier the coming weeks in a big, big way. Jared Davis was also kind of a chalk pick to the Lions. Their linebackers stink. Um, they, I would just keep drafting defense if I were them. At this point, it's apparent that some that, that Reuben Foster has a bigger red flag than we thought. I would imagine it's injury. Um Foster's a better player than Davis. And I'm not knocking Davis. I, I like Davis. I think he's a good player. A quality pick here. Again, this is a double at a need position. Should last a long time. Charles Harris is a good pass rusher. Miami values that position quite a bit. It's good value at 22. What's not to like? I mean, I don't know that that was their biggest need position. But first round draft, you know, first round difference-making edge pass rushers that can come in and help right now and probably be Wake's successor. Don't grow on trees. You get him at 22, great. You know, you keep addressing the defense going forward and the guard position, maybe tight end too. Speaking of tight end, the Giants take Evan Ingram. Even though every offensive lineman minus Bowles, the white Bronco, is uh, off the board, or on the board, I mean, or is available to them. It's... You know, in Ben's system, which is very Green Bay-centric, the tight end is extremely important. That I, I've said for quite a while that this is a big, big need for them. Uh, they're looking for their Jermichael Finley. You know, I, I understand that. But Engram is certainly, and I'm not condemning the pick. I really like the player. But Engram's more Brandon Marshall than he is Mark Bavaro. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, <laughs> and maybe... You know, he's going to be the big slot when Marshall moves on. I don't know. I mean, Shepard's a slot. But if you have Engram, Marshall, Shepard, Beckham all in the field with a running back, that bad offensive line isn't getting any help. I mean, you better be throwing three-step drops all day long and get it out. So they really need to address their offensive line the rest of the way. And I have a feeling those guys are going to pick through quickly. But again, I mean, you love this weapon. It gives them another option. Uh, they're going to be really hard to cover, but protection worries me. The Raiders took Arian Conley, and that was jaw-dropping because we all know of his off-the-field you know, issue that's going on right now. Uh, I think at this stage of the game, Reggie McKenzie has earned his stripes and his job security, but you better get this one right. You know, I mean, they've done a lot of homework. Obviously, they feel as though it's a false accusation or, you know, he is innocent of this crime that he's being accused of. Um, I don't think he's actually been charged with anything. I will say he was always considered a high-quality character guy before any of this came out. I hope it's all untrue. I imagine the Raiders believe it's all untrue, you know, and maybe some of these other teams after them would have taken them too. So it was shocking, but you have to defer to them. They know way more than any of us. That The second of the Browns pick, they take Jabril Peppers. And I have mixed feelings about him. I don't love him as a prospect, but I like this fit because they don't need him to come in and be their starting strong safety right now. You know, they're not going to win many games this year again, but... 
they can figure out what Peppers is over this next year or so. Also hand them the ball. Use them on special teams. They brought in three elite athletes and playmakers in the first round. And you can ease Peppers into whatever his role is going to be in Cleveland. And I would think that Greg Williams will blitz him a lot and line him up the slot and use him all over the place. Um, but hopefully they gradually move him into it. The Falcons moved ahead of some teams that looked like they'd be after edge pass rushers like Dallas, Green Bay, Pittsburgh to grab Tack McKinley, who went crazy after he got uh, introduced. But good for him. Um, he plays like he interviews, you know, intense. Um, you look at the Falcons, guard is their biggest need to me, but you don't need to take one here. Edge pass rush is great. They absolutely value speed like maybe you know other team in the league, you know, and they play in the dome on turf, best offense in the league. You know, they look at you and say, we are going to be flying around the ball and, uh, you know, in a dome on defense and we're going to score a ton on you. Try to keep up. We're going to have a lot of young playmakers on that side of the ball. Kind of like Peyton Manning's Colts, you know, that maybe they now have their Freeney and Mathis off the edge. You know, that teams are going to have to throw against Atlanta a lot to keep up. So I like it. And obviously they liked him quite a bit. We're worried that one of these teams would snag him. I have no problem with this pick. The Bills took Tredavious White. He's the ultimate double. I really like the player. But what's interesting to me is... You know, McDermott is taking over and they're going to install a Carolina-like defense. Well, in that defense, you don't need much from your corners. You know, that corner is not a premium position for that defensive scheme, unlike some other teams. You know, that I thought Najoku might have been the better pick. There wasn't a receiver I thought was worth it that's a little early for Juju um, or Godwin or a guy like that. So, I'm fine with, the you know... Uh, Quality corners don't grow on trees. White does everything well. It certainly is a need position. Gilmore is gone. I get it, but I'm just saying, in that scheme, generally speaking, you don't invest heavily in corners. Not that it's a mistake. Um, I'm not a big Taco Charlton fan, but he absolutely fits the pure 4-3 Cowboys system. A lot of upside. I would think Marinelli can coach the hell out of him and maximize his talents. You know, quality pick. You know, near the end of the near the end of the first round for a good football team that needs some instant help there. Pass rushers again don't grow on trees, and you get a, a good group of them here. Miami then jumps ahead of the Steelers and does take Najoku, which I would imagine they were very fearful that Pittsburgh would have taken him, and I think they very well could have. Um, another weapon, again, another supreme playmaker, supreme athlete. In some ways, the, the the Browns added three freaks, all different shapes and sizes, but all are major, major passing game contributors, which goes back to their draft from a year ago. Everything they've done draft-related from this regime has screamed, we only care about the passing game. That's today's NFL, and I think that's smart. So I also just wrote an article for The Score about this. Go check that out, my take on what the Browns have done. They actually don't have a lot more picks left. You know, they got a second and a third, um, but they have so much 18 capital. Maybe they're going to get back in, get involved, or who knows, or talk to Kirk Cousins or try to pry away Garoppolo, whatever. Um, TJ Watt to the Steelers is kind of a 
no-brainer Steeler pick, kind of like Humphrey to the, the Ravens. Um, makes a ton of sense. Doesn't have to start right this instant. Can bulk up 10 or 15 pounds. Um, he's only played defense for a year and a half, but he still uses his hands really well. I think the best is yet to come. Those Watt fellas are late bloomers. Yeah, this is a, a B plus. It's like the Steelers' first round pick every year. And then the Niners get aggressive and go get Reuben Foster. Pair him next to Navarro Bowman. The player is one of the top five best players in the game. Um, the things we don't know about is why he's a 31, medical and off the field. They obviously are not worried. They had extra picks. Go roll the dice on a supremely talented football player that could be an immediate difference maker that comes to your organization with a massive chip on his shoulder and could be the face of that defense for the next 10 years and live in the you know live in Hawaii at the Pro Bowls. Didn't quite see this coming, but the Saints ended for round one with Ryan Ramchek, and it makes a lot of sense. You know, Zach Streif's getting up in age. I think his contract's up after this year. The Saints have shown us over the Breeze and Peyton era that they value offensive linemen at least as much as any team in the league. You know, they just signed Wolf, Wolford. Uh, they have probably one of the best lines in the league already. They have signed Adrian Peterson. They have Ingram. I would think you'll see Ramchek as a sixth offensive lineman quite a bit in his rookie season with a lot of power football with those two big backs. And then he eases into the right tackle spot a year from now or so. And, uh, you know, was he the second you know, offensive lineman off the board? Maybe he was the Saints' number one ranked offensive lineman. You get him at 32 in an offensive line-starved league with a pick you didn't originally have. I'm cool with that. You know, I didn't quite see it coming, but why not? So there it is. That was a really fun show. Next week's are going to be even better. We're going to have a lot more information. Um, so there you have it. Over and out. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17